back to the golf shop. Mark Greenhouse, Liberty Bill, Collins Janice, Maddie B on vacation. This segment's brought to you by Encore Golf. It's their highest performance ball to date. It's the Vero X1 from Encore Golf. The Vero X1 delivers spin, control, and feel unlike any other ball. It will take even the best golfer's game to an entirely new level. Order online at EncoreGolf.com. Joining us now, the tournament director for the John Deere Classic, Claire Peterson. Claire, welcome to the golf shop. Uh, Thanks. Proud to be with you. Yeah, so, uh, you know, no event last year due to COVID. So Dylan Fratelli's still your champion from 2019. Uh, What do we have in store for us coming up this week? Well, uh, yeah, Dylan has been great. Um, What a gentleman, and we've really got to know him. Uh, so well and, and uh, have so much respect for him. Looking forward to having him back. Um, our 50th year, like you say, um, we've got a number of past champions coming back. Uh, I guess headlining uh, the group is Steve Stricker, who won three years in a row, 9, 10, and 11. Uh, just won last year a major on the Champions Tour, decided not to defend his U.S. Senior Open uh, title this week in order to join us, so we're thrilled with that. Uh, Zach Johnson, Brian Harmon, Ryan Moore, Jonathan Bird, John Sendon, Sean O'Hare, Michael Kim, Dylan Fratelli, those are all past champions who are going to be here, which is, is fantastic. Uh, yesterday we picked up Daniel Berger and Brant Snedeker, uh, which we're very excited about. Uh, they're two guys that are part of a group of, I think, 15 who are going over to uh, the Open. We still have our charter, uh, although the protocols are are quite uh, significant, but we're going to get them all there safely and healthy, and uh, that's been part of our tournament since 2004. So 156 great players. We're, we're so excited after, as you say, not having the event last year. Yeah, I mean uh, that that uh, that travel from uh, from here over there takes on a whole new meaning with the uh, the rules that the the Open Championship has in place. That if one person on that plane tests positive, I think they're all out. So it's going to be an interesting scenario to make sure that everybody gets on that plane test negative, right? Well, the nice thing if you go commercial, yeah, you're you're in real jeopardy. But we've got a 100 seat 767. We'll probably have about 45 passengers on it so we can socially distance to uh mitigate that and the entire plane won't be quarantined they'll do uh contact tracing and perhaps some people in close proximity but everyone's going to be six to ten feet apart so uh uh, it's it's the easiest and best way to get there, quite honestly. Yeah, perfect. You know, when we start talking about uh, this, uh, the John Deere, it seems like we've had, you know, some breakthrough champions. We've had some epic finishes. Uh, what do we have in store from a golf course condition this year? I know we've had, uh, you know, this 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 past week we had a bunch of rain delays both on the LPGA and the PGA Tour. So uh, what's our weather forecast and, uh, you know, what kind of rough do we have out there this year? Oh, we, d- we didn't get hit as hard as Detroit. I felt sorry for our friends uh, in Detroit this week. Uh, we were in a drought situation uh, up until about two weeks ago, uh, but did get some of this rain that marched across the Midwest, but not to the extent where uh, it's caused any issues at this point because the front has kind of 
cleared through here. So the rough is really healthy. The fairways and greens are are so good, and they're firm and fast. Uh, the weather forecast for the coming week, typical of Midwestern summer forecasts, are, are warm days with the chance of afternoon storms boiling up, but nothing unusual. So we will have a, a wonderful uh, uh, playing surface for the for the players this week. You know, we've always seen the uh, the 18th hole play a pivotal role, whether it's hmm. guys uh, blocking tee shots and, and, you know, determining from that right rough or in the right trees what they're going to do, what their next shot is going to be. Do they try the, the hero shot? Do they lay up? We've seen hole outs from the bunkers. We've seen all kinds of things. But uh, So we know all about 18. Coming down the stretch, what's kind of your next most favorite hole that seems to play a role in, uh, in who wins this thing? First of all, I love that you know all that information. That's awesome. <laughs> uh, I was visualizing all those things that happened on 18 that you were describing. Yeah. Uh, we can talk about which players hit which shots. Um, I don't think there's any doubt that it's 17, the whole just before that. I mean, if if you look at 2017 as an example, you had Bryson DeChambeau, who was almost in the hazard on the, on the right side of the fairway, trying to figure out if he could reach this par 5. And two, it was a really risky shot. He and his caddy, uh, who I guess they just uh, broke up this this week, Tim Tucker, are going back and forth, and he hits this tremendous shot in birdies 17 and then birdies 18. At the same time, Patrick Rogers um, gets kind of a tough break, a tough lie, and bogeys 17. So you've got a two-stroke swing there, uh, which has happened many times. Jonathan Bird and Tim Clark did the same thing back in 07. So... Uh, when you start at 14 with a drivable par four, have a stout uh, par four after that in 15, a par three at 16, which doesn't get as many birdies for 165-yard holes, you might think. Uh, and then 17 and 18, there's always movement in that last hour and a half, two hours, which becomes really exciting. And, and as you said, well, um, in 2012, when, when Zach is uh, – on 18, this is the year he won. Um, Troy Madison sinks an eagle putt back on 17, and the roar stops Zach in the middle of his pre-putt routine. He's going, what just happened? And it, that put him into a playoff. Uh, so the final five holes uh, are so great. D.A. Wybring, the architect, our three-time champion, <laughs> uh, did, a, did a fantastic job of guaranteeing a lot of drama at the end. And, and we've certainly... Uh, seen that in the 20 years we've been at Deer Run. And Claire, we make picks on the show every week. There's really not a lot of drama. Our man Greeny over here is kind of dominating the field, but to help us out a little bit, when we look at player <laughs> profiles, is there a certain profile of a player, whether it be a long hitter, really good on the greens, iron play, that you look at in terms of being most likely to win next week? I think it's kind of a second shot golf course. I mean, the driving areas are pretty generous. It's a public access course, so um, they're pretty generous driving areas. So uh, play for the rest of the year, you know, isn't uh, a death march for the rest of us. Um, when you look at our champions, I mean, you know, VJ Singh, Kenny Perry, Stricker, Zach, um, Bryson before he bulked up. Um, so he wasn't, a, you know, 350 yard guy. 
I think it's I think it's precise iron play. Anyone have Kramer Hickok? Wouldn't that be a great start? <laughs> yeah, there we um, go. Yeah, he's in our field. Um, Snedeker, who just uh, committed yesterday, has played well here when he's been here. Brian Harmon, I mean, he's playing great every week, and he's a past champion here. Um, those would be pretty good bets, I think, although I'm not a betting man, and this is not insider information. <laughs> Again, we're talking with uh, tournament director for the John Deere Classic, Claire Peterson. Yeah, Claire, I, uh, I'm killing these guys. I won the the U.S. <laughs> Open and I won last week with my pick, and I've won one other one this. So I have three picks of winners so far this year, and uh, I think Maddie, wow. Maddie, who's not here, he's on vacation, has one. Bill slash Collins have none, and they're way behind. So they need. A, they're over here writing down every name that you just said. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, there. It, it does seem like this is not a bomber's paradise. You know, a lot of courses we do see. You know, we see mix and matching of of guys that bomb it in there. And for the most part, it seems like these are guys that think their way around golf courses. Whether it's Jordan Spieth or a Zach Johnson or a Steve Stricker, um, and and you know, I know Dylan Fratelli's not exactly a short hitter. But um, it seems like, to your point, that it's much more about getting it in play off the tee and then just having deadly accuracy with iron. We all know that whoever makes the most putts is going to win, but it's getting to that point that uh, is really the key factor. Yeah, and, and that's really it. Um, they're not severe greens, but they've got a lot of subtlety to them, especially you get uh, holes close to the river. They've, they've got gravity that sometimes surprises you. But, yeah, whoever's got the hot putter, I guess, um, and, but it's it's really hard to I, you know Zach has got at one point I think he had twenty eight straight rounds in the sixties here or something like that he'd be a tough guy to go and and Stricker just won last week for crying out loud. right right um, so anyway it, it's always fun one hundred fifty six you know we've got thirty eight players in the field who have won a PGA Tour event in the last three years it's awesome. so. Yeah. No small accomplishment winning a PGA Tour event. So those guys are all. We got two past FedEx Cup champions, Bill Haas and Snedeker. Uh, we've got 13 players who are going to represent their countries in the Olympics uh, coming up. 15 guys going to the Open. So, yeah, good luck picking somebody. Um, <laughs> but I like the trash talk. You know, that was awesome. Just kind of explaining how successful your season has been. Right. I'm going to. Send you a picture of my fantasy football first place. <laughs> One-tenth one, one of a point. So that was a big, big Sunday for me. Well, well, I kind of trolled them this week, too, because I picked all Clemson guys and sent them, <laughs> sent them a oh. picture. Yeah, so I picked three Clemson hey, we guys. Got, we got Lucas Glover in the field. Yep, so I picked him go. this week. You got Lucas Glover and Jonathan Bird, at least. Uh, yeah, that's so, right. Yeah. So uh, lots of that going on. Uh, so, you know, when we look at it, uh, there's traditionally been some low numbers. And before we let you go, what do you think is going to be the lowest score this week coming mm. up at the John Deere? I mean, we've seen some excellent numbers. We've seen some record numbers. I think uh, last time out we had Russell Henley closing in uh, 2019 with a 61 in the final round. Uh, what will be the lowest score, do you think? It wouldn't surprise me. I mean, these guys are just unbelievable. Um, it wouldn't surprise me if you saw 61 or 62 again. Yeah. I don't think you'll ever see we had um, in 2010 Goido shoot a 59 yep. and then Stricker shot a 60 right on top of him. And shooting a 59 and having a one-stroke lead. Right. Going into the next round, yeah. Uh, but it'll be in the low 60s, sure. But I, I will tell you, the the rough is is significant. Okay. Um, but again, these guys, 
don't know. They don't they care. Always they find don't a care. way to put a low number up there. <laughs> well, Claire, as always, we appreciate you coming on with us. Have a great tournament, and we'll be watching. Thanks so much. Really appreciate it. Thanks a lot. That is Claire Peterson, the tournament director for the John Deere Classic, brought to you by single-length golf clubs. You've seen them on tour, and you're curious? Go to oneirongolf.com and learn why custom-built single-length irons are so much easier. Only one swing and one ball position on every shot. Go to oneirongolf.com. Yeah.